0: Welcome to the Mojo for Musicians podcast from Manny Cabo Media, where we dig deep into today's top strategies to help you take your music career to the next level, along with real, raw, and uplifting conversations with industry professionals that are making moves, making a difference, and making the best versions of themselves to inspire you to do the same. And for all of our Mojo Maniacs out there, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you like what you hear... Please be sure to give us a positive review on your favorite listening platform. Support for the Mojo for Musicians podcast comes from Stedman, tools for the studio and beyond, because your voice deserves to be heard. Sennheiser, inspired by music. And Cranium, scientifically designed products for bald, shaved, and buzzed heads. So get your head in the game and own your dome. And now, here's your host, Manny Cabo. All right, Mojo Maniacs, welcome back to yet another, and I could definitely say rockin' episode once you see who I have on here. But as always, i got to thank my sponsors and uh, everyone who makes this show possible, of course, and all you guys out there listening, engaging, and downloading these episodes. So thank you for your continued support above all and making Mojo for Musicians one of the top best music interview podcasts in the world. But now, on to our guest. Now, she's been making some of the most killer or, in this case, I should say Killa. And you'll understand the play on words momentarily. Stagewear from, you know, some of the biggest names in metal. And we're talking Rock World in general. Uh, names like Alice Cooper, Except, uh, Rob Zombie, Judas Priest, Slipknot. Just way too many names to mention in this half-hour episode. Along with the WWE, AEW, and tons of pro wrestlers since, wow, 2012. So you know she's definitely doing something right. But there's so much... In the short amount of time that I've met her and read about it, to this woman, that I'm just going to bring her out, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. So let's welcome to the show the incredible talents of Killa Dilla of Killa Custom Rockwear. How are you, Killa? Welcome to the show.
1: What's up? I'm doing great. Um, Just got back from the 70,000 tons of metal cruise that I've been working with since 2014, which is one of my favorite uh, partnerships, I guess, or events that we do. My voice is messed
0: up from screaming on a boat for weeks and picking up
1: various strains of boat SARS, but (laughs) it was all worth it.
0: (laughs) It always is, you know. You go through the doldrums. It's like when I was on tour, we all got sick with the stomach bug. But when we look back hindsight, we're like, you know what? It tells a better story, you know, when we go through something so traumatic because it was awful. So I can only imagine the craziness that you endured on that boat trip, man. It must have been a blast at the same time.
1: Well, there new are new strains of tour aids that have emerged, you know, in the lingering dormancy of music. Yeah. And boat sars is like 60 bands of tour aids wow. plus plane aids coming together That's and just but You can kill it if you drink enough pina coladas, I
0: <laughs> 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 Of course. That's always the, uh, the viable remedy. But listen, first, I got to give a big kudos and thank you to our boy, our mutual friend, Steve Brown, who I tour with on The Wizards of Winter, who actually said, dude. If you want some seriously cool custom clothing, let me hook you up with this girl. And, you know, the rest, as they say, was history because here you are. So, you know, as I alluded to before, there's so many layers to you, right? And I can empathize. I really, really can. You know, I wear many hats as a podcaster, photographer, voiceover artist, and and singer. So let's face it. You, you do a lot of fun shit. And granted, very laborious shit, but nonetheless, fun as hell. So... The first question has to do with compartmentalizing everything that you do, because you're running a successful business from across the pond, you know, Sweden here and then in Virginia. And it it definitely puts a lot of constraints on your personal life. So how do you do it? Well, running a
1: business is all consuming. I really don't see how anyone does things like have kids and and run a business. I don't have kids. I don't have kids. I don't watch TV and I don't sleep occasionally i sleep like sundays yeah. or in the mornings usually <laughs> like yeah, but yeah, yeah. um killer custom rockwear since i started it has taken over my life because i not only have to design the clothes but i have to sew them then i have to like go to shows and festivals yeah. which is the actual fun part of the show and see our clothes in action fit fit the musicians of course meet new musicians that want clothing you know i can't meet people if I just sit in my studio and right, sew right, all right. the time like a like a quilt shop so but um you know just balance I, I would say um I've always fancied myself a renaissance woman but you kind of have to phase in and out projects sort of like right, right. when you're on a touring cycle you write the album different times than when you play the shows and then you have some downtime to reset. And then do your family thing. So, so no, wait a you know, second, I have high... Right. S-
0: i got to cut you off, because yeah. that's not all. Like You're a singer, <laughs> right? Who, who, by the yeah. way, guys, for all you GWAR fans, was in GWAR. And now you're currently still singing for one of Ireland's folk metal bands, right? Like, cro Kru- Cro Kru- yeah. Kru- I, I can't remember. It's called
1: Cruicon. It's really hard
0: to pronounce. I right? no, <laughs> no, that's cool. It's cool. But, you know, they've been around since the 90s. And you're mm-hmm. also in a band with your boyfriend, Joan. Now, mm-hmm. it, it, this is pretty amazing, right? So, so when you're not singing... Like I said before, you're traveling back and forth from Virginia to Sweden, right? Both with your clothing facilities uh, or your painting as well. You know, the, these physics machines, you know, that, and you just had an exhibition in D.C. I read that. That's pretty spectacular. And in addition to that, if that weren't enough, you speak four languages, German, Swedish, Norwegian, and, of course, English. So you have to be part unicorn. I realize that. <laughs> and so, again, this compartmentalizing these layers they really can be exhausting. I didn't want to. I didn't want to interrupt, but I just had to point out other things that you're doing aside from the clothing gig.
1: Yeah, things that are I'm really bad at would be like being home and cooking nice meals and sleeping and yeah, taking thanks. care of myself and things like that. You know, but yeah. I'm getting better at it because I just turned 40 this past week, and you know I'm not getting any younger. Well, and you birthday. only have one body. Thank you. And if you run yourself into the ground um, or allow yourself to get too motivated with too many things at once and not just allow your body to have downtime and allow yourself to eat healthy and allow yourself to sleep properly. Yeah. It's great. But focus is a really important thing that it's a virtue of Kung Fu that I've been trying to teach myself, especially with digital devices. Cause yeah. if you have a job like mine where you have to be attached to your phone, talking to clients and assistants, oh, it's, and a stuff, lifestyle. it's hard to get it's in a, a zone, you know? So I don't know. I just recently got an iPhone. I was an Android poison for years, but I really like the focus mode thing where I can set the notifications (laughs) off. It helps me focus. I also like to work all night in the middle of the night because it's a quiet time. I think morning people do the same thing when they get up really early and they have this piece where they can focus for several hours. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm the same way, but it's like after midnight to like 4 or 5 a.m. That's my real like I'm awake and creating, whether it's writing music or yeah. focusing on. Well, you're not creature.
0: You know, most musicians are, yeah. so it's not definitely not a rarity.
1: Yeah. It's uh but that, that time helps having sort of like a non-traditional creation time, yeah. but it's not the best for like getting good sleep or taking care of yourself. So I'm, I actually struggle with that finding balance for everything. But um, I would say I go through cycles. Like the clothing business is constant, but when I'm not having huge, Tour or warder of deadlines, then, and it's just daily orders. I try to make time for the gym, make time to, um, on I the weekends you. and in the evenings, like record and write music. Right. And um then when I'm not writing or recording music, I make paintings. Uh, my parents were physicists, so I grew up in the science world, and um, I like to, you know, paint their giant you know, Fusion Stellarator devices because
0: they're really neat. I love it. I love it. I, I really do. And, you know, again, it's a huge testament as to who you are as a consummate artist. I would have to say that. There's no other word for you. But let's move on to the more personal side of Killa. Now, question number two, as I said, it's a little bit more sensitive. But you're very open about it, and I appreciate that because it's tough to talk about our personal strifes, right? Especially for those uh, coming from a health standpoint. So you have alopecia areata. Correct me if I mispronounce it, right? Which
1: yeah, no, that you pronounce it right. So I have. When I was 16, I, yeah. I lost my hair to an immune condition. I have a lot of immune conditions, like mm. immune warrior. <laughs> but um, this is a wig, and I'm wearing silver hair now for people listening. But I like. I'm a natural redhead, and I like to. I had beautiful hair. It was my favorite thing about myself mm. and then I lost it. And I feel like if I didn't lose my hair at a formative time when I was a teenager, I would be just like everyone else. I wouldn't have you know, been pushed to find myself and my confidence as an individual. And then once so I was confident with being bald, luckily I have like a nice head. Like I look good bald. <laughs> like
0: it's, uh, you know, I used to I, I just feel rock that, it all the time. On I feel you on that one.
1: <laughs> you know, you never know until you lose your head. You could get like yeah. a shit stick and like, you know, have a bumpy flat head or something. But luckily yeah. I have a good one. So, and then um, I just kind of look like a mannequin. And then I just um, buy all sorts of fun wigs, and it's really an advantage because I can just match my hair to my outfit or change it up. I never get bored. My boyfriend says he has, like, seven different girlfriends. It was really funny, because um, <laughs> we were, like, staying that's at this great. fancy hotel, and every day I had different hair at breakfast, and the hotel staff were like,
0: who is this rock star dude with all these girls? That's too funny. <laughs> well, I, that's one of the reasons. That was the impetus behind the question, because obviously you've managed to leverage that completely, and, and you get pretty animated with them, of course, with the wigs. and But also, like... How has it hindered you over the years? And, and not to focus on this because there's so many people out there, they're afraid to talk about it, and they're hesitant to do the things that they really love because of this, uh, I don't know if you want to call it, a, it's an impaired type of mentality, um, but let me get your perspective on that. Uh, obviously, you've done very well with it. You're open about it. You make fun of it, but also you've created this creation around it. And I think that's absolutely brilliant because I look past that. You told me this right now. I realize that. I'm like, I don't even see that anymore. I just see the animated, mm. the colorful, the boisterous and above all the creative killer.
1: I think it's um, important for people with health conditions. I, I have a lot of friends with health conditions. Mm. Um, obviously when you first start dealing with it, this is a process. It, mm. I was very embarrassed about losing my hair and I struggled with my confidence and. Eventually, you either just agree to be a victim and wallow in your own misery and have this victim complex thing, right. which I don't like. And I think it's bad for society and it's bad for mm-hmm. people's confidence. Or you find your own confidence and you like kind of say, like, laugh at the haters. You know, when people like make fun of me being bald, I'm like, what if I had cancer? You know, yeah. like right now, and you were just making shitty comments like, I feel bad for you. Like, you know, you're just an asshole. That's not my problem. You know, like, or if you don't like my hair, like, I'm sorry. Like, you don't have to date me. (laughs) Well, See, that's um, just it.
0: That's where that's, this is what I want to delve into because how did you yourself, everyone has a different answer to this. I found my confidence through different means. How did you personally, or what was the moment where you're like, you know what the hell with this? I'm going to use this to my advantage. When was that?
1: I think um it was actually when I found um the music community so um I started hanging out in the goth and metal scene and <laughs> okay. everyone told me how beautiful I looked bald and you know like they really loved the wigs thing and it if you're struggling to fit into like normal society and you find yourself in a rock and roll community and people just lift our own individual weirdnesses yeah. up like that's when I found you know my my people kind of thing and and you know, I don't need acceptance with my health problem from sure. like mainstream society. Even though it's fine now, everyone wears wigs. It used to not be that way yeah. in like the 90s. No, you know, absolutely. When I was dealing with it, but there's always this community of misfits that uh, bonds together through like rock and roll and metal and goth and punk and whatever sort of music subculture. You want to get involved in, and um,
0: and it's interesting you say that because being in high school, you remember the goth crew, you know, they all had the yeah. their faces painted white where they looked like outcasts rather, you know, vampiric. Uh, to a certain right. degree, but I was friends with everybody. You know, I was an athlete, but I loved everybody, especially because I had this deep affinity for music. So the goth crowd was always the visually pleasing for me. I'm like, wow, they're dressed so freaking cool, and they're listening to this right. music. So I can completely relate uh, to what you've attested to, and I'm just grateful that you found that that niche. You know, that group because sometimes it's very very important. But now here's the caveat: you'll find it. But you have to do the work. And just like you alluded to, you can't sit there and feel sorry about yourself. That just yeah. that just won't work. That that will preclude any type of mobility. And I've always believed that action breeds inspiration and not the other way around. And I'm glad you took the action is what I'm trying to it's say. It's
1: easier for people now too, because I see so many, you know, girls and guys with alopecia like posting videos of themselves like yeah doing their makeup and wigs and lifting each other up, or people with disabilities that, you know, might be more disabling other than something cosmetic, like losing your hair, which also sucks, but it's not as bad as someone who doesn't have arms or legs. But I don't know, online, I see so many videos of people just being putting themselves out there and be like, Hey, I'm, I'm a person, (laughs) you know, this is me looking pretty on Instagram. And this is me like traveling and here's me, you know, in con or whatever. They want to do and that's cool i i think everybody should um just like lift each other up you know it doesn't yeah. have to be like hey everything's okay and everyone is the same we're not but yeah. like don't what is it dull someone shine
0: right. i like that <laughs> but you know and i think you're, you're touching on a very sensitive but very important and impactful topic with For me, anyway, this is my personal opinion, I think the most important thing that we as designers, as musicians, as anybody in the artistic community that does, you know, presentations or shows off their their creative nature, the number one thing that you can offer your audience is authenticity. And when you're fully transparent about who you are, and you just own it, then you are the voice. At that particular moment, it's your responsibility to be the voice to create that vibe, that impetus for everyone else to follow suit. So I commend you on what you're doing. Yeah.
1: Well, it's like universal emotions. You know, when, when a singer speaks their heart about a tough thing they're going through or something, you're simultaneously helping everyone listening to that song that relates to you, you know, through that moment in my clothing business, some people are really exclusive and only work with people in super famous bands to me. I want to make everyone feel like a rock star because I I know that feeling when you finally get that really cool leather jacket that you've been eyeing and you just put it on and you're like in your
0: sweatpants or whatever. And then you're like, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Believe me, I've been eyeing a lot of stuff, but the only thing that scares me is when I tally up the results of how much everything is going to be, I'm like, yeah, man, this is going to be a very expensive visit to your website. But uh, let's move on to question number three. And this question is a little bit more like the chicken or the egg, you know, like which one came first? Now, was it your passion for music or was it your passion for design? Uh, and I myself lean more, as I, you know, as I mentioned before, toward the darker side of things. And I know you've embraced that and have created an incredible line and career as evidenced by, you know, your clientele. So talk to me about that. Like, uh, and what advice would you give to our future fashion entrepreneurs out there looking to do something similar to what you've successfully executed?
1: So, um, I'm actually just a musician that made my own stage clothes and like a weird metal goth chick that couldn't find or afford anything to wear that I liked. <laughs> so, I started making my own clothes, right? And then, um, it was actually my friend Joey Jordison, who is conveniently or inconveniently the same size <laughs> as I am. He was like, I really like that jacket, can I borrow it? And he, like, you know, indefinitely borrowed it, a.k.a. <laughs> never gave it back. But then he wore it to, like, the Grammys and stuff, and oh, all these people wow. kept asking him, like, hey, where'd you get that jacket? And it was just one that I wore on stage for me. Right. And then all these people, like Rob Flynn from Machine Head and Cradle of Filth and, like, everybody started calling me on – um and I started making them jackets. And pretty soon I was like, what if I quit my
0: faculty job? You know? <laughs> what if? What's was the possibilities cool. <laughs> of me killing this with these? you see what I did The calculation.
1: <laughs> yeah, the calculation was like, how many jackets a month do I need to make to pay my health insurance? Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and my mortgage, you know. But I took the leap and never looked back. But um, I would say my advice for future people who want to be designers or really any sort of, like, um, industry niche small business is who do you know what do you do well that those people need because <laughs> that, that void of just
0: steamrolled
1: and happened I didn't like set out to be a metal fashion designer I just made clothes and I knew a bunch of musicians because I'm, I'm a musician and they all were like oh I want that you know right, right. And, and so I was like okay well I never needed to advertise I just the people that I know and the people that they know want and need this thing that I do. Cause there's really not very many people in the music industry that make like menswear or costumes yeah. or custom clothing. I mean, there's a, a hand, like I can name on. Yeah. So hands, the very, amount of very people few that of do good this. quality though, and of good quality too. And also like I'm a musician. So a lot of people are like a fashion designer, but they don't really know how to make up, make a piece of clothing. that's going to hold exactly. up to like the rigors of touring or not feel like a, trash bag suit when you wear it, you know, (laughs) and you sweat on stage. You start the show with one vest
0: and then you end the show with like three missing buttons (laughs) and probably like a torn sleeve. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. The old uh, split crotch uh, Lenny Kravitz uh, (laughs) show, get more than you pay for.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, all valid points, all valid points. So, listen, we've come to the end of the interview. I told you it would be painless. So, the signature question of the show is, what's your mojo? Like, I know you love this stuff. I do, and it is. It's pretty taxing. Uh, it's a daunting task trying to successfully accomplish everything with deadlines and writing songs and going on tour, but what gets you up in the morning? Like, what makes you look in the mirror and say, Killa, you know what? This is insane, but dude, I would die without this career.
1: Um, my mojo is seeing bands that I have appreciated and loved their music for years and years wear something that I just made on stage mm-hmm. and tell me that, you know, they finally feel like the show is complete, you know, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> because awesome. they've never worn costumes before, or just like having hearing that album for years and being able to like put that vision into cloth. Yeah. That's pretty epic. That, that really is. Stage.
0: Like you look at a band like or, Slipknot, they yeah. are very elaborate. And you know, like you're watching him, you're like, see that? That's mine. That That's mine. He's wearing my yeah. stuff. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty gratifying.
1: Or, like, the main event at WrestleMania. I did uh, Randy Orton and, like, Bray Wyatt one year and got wow. to do this whole, like, horror post-apocalyptic look. And they I, they invited me to the show. And, you know, just watching your work that you created mm. and, like, thousands and or millions of people appreciate it, yeah. that's uh, validation, I guess. It really um, is. But the other thing, yeah, it doesn't have to be some big fame name-dropping thing. When I get an email from, like, Bob's local band that I just made some vests for. And they're like, we feel like rock stars and we had the best time at our show. Thanks for like paying attention That's to our deadline. Great. And like, that makes me feel great too, because I remember when I was like 21 and in a local bar band mm-hmm. and how I felt when I got that yeah. really cool stage vest. And that makes me happy too.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? I can relate to that because, you know, I've been a, uh, an editorial fashion music photographer close to 20 years working for record labels. And working for that high caliber of expectation and then helping a local band do like a front cover vibe because that, that was my whole tagline, if you will. I shoot you yeah. like it's a front cover of Rolling Stone. and Because I'm a musician just like you, you can relate. Right. It's easier for you to bridge that gap. So I get you completely and utterly get you.
1: Make everyone feel like rock stars. Yes. You never know. You I know?
0: love that. That's that's a tagline <laughs> of the show. Make everyone feel like a rock star. So listen, anything else that you would like to promote, how we find you, and what's in the future for Killa?
1: So you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Killa Custom Rockware, K-Y-L-L-A, Custom C-U-S-T-O-M Rockware. Um Uh, Kim Dilla is my name. You can Google me. Uh, I'm in Cruachan, which is C-R-U-A-C-H-A-N from Dublin, Ireland. And our new album, The Living and the Dead, is coming out on Dustbutts Records in the next month. Um, And then my studio project is called The Burned Over. We're also on Spotify and Facebook and YouTube and Instagram. And... um, yeah, so the crew Con album is coming up, and I'm working on a new wardrobe for Wasp right now, so Wasp. that should be really cool. Wow, Blackie. I'm yeah. a
0: wild child, let me love you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> dude i sewing love, a lot of love black that. leather no no saw blade cod pieces for them this time no got no. something really cool for mike duda
0: i remember and those then, with the uh with the uh the saw you know the the half yeah cut saw. i remember that like if it was yesterday. It's really cool wow it really really is well listen it has been a blast thank you so much for sharing your journeys your your struggles your successes and uh, sharing your mojo, above all. You've been fantastic. And I wish you nothing but more love, peace, and abundance in whatever um, excursions you may be on.
1: Thanks for having me. Keep up the great mojo.
0: Absolutely. I'll talk to you real soon, Kela. Very, okay, very soon. Bye. Trust me, I might be visiting <laughs> your website. So if you get a couple of uh, purchases unexpectedly from a guy in Jersey, uh, then you'll know who they're from. Well, <laughs> Jersey
1: people are the best people.
0: <laughs> you know it. Right. All right. Great talking to you. I'll see you soon. Bye. Take care, killer. This has been a Mojo for Musicians podcast. If you're a musician, industry professional, or a voice with a powerful message and wanting to share your mojo and stories of success with our listeners, or simply share some feedback on today's episode, we'd love to hear from you. So send us an email at info at As always, much love and peace. Live to inspire. Thanks for listening.